Welcome to the Onto Something Podcast. My name is Zane Witcher. Really glad you're here. I've got a quick entry for you today. Uh, in the wake of my life kind of containing a new role, which my weeks have been unpredictable and also just full of unknowns, I've taken the liberty of just writing three steps that I've kind of followed by, not saying that they're perfect, not saying they're right for every season, just what I have done right now uh, to push back the stress a little bit. This is just from a practical standpoint of if you and I were just sitting across talking over coffee, what are you doing right now? Just from a practical, logistical standpoint. This is a Your Thing episode. Glad you're here. This has helped me and I hope it helps. Why am I a little cranky right now? Why can't I even relax even though it's the end of the day? Why am I so tired even though I haven't done very much today? You ever found yourself asking one of these questions? In my recent transition to a new city and a new role, I have found a tiny logistical answer to a few of these questions. I've been asking them myself in this season. It goes back to just fundamentals that I needed to hear again and again. So here's a little slither of my diagnosis to anyone who is a chronic stressor in life like moi, myself. Here's what it's called that has been working on my soul. It's called the Zygarnik effect. Yes, I had to look up how to pronounce that. This is a state of being where you're asking your body to do what it was never meant to be. We're not storage systems. You are not containers. We are not hard drives. When we treat ourselves like a storage system, we will inevitably encounter the Zikarnik effect. I would sum up the effect this way. When your attention is on everything, your attention is truly on nothing. A professional by the name of Dr. Bummeister conducted an experiment. Yes, I had to look that one up too. Conducted an experiment to prove this point. He asked two different groups to think of an important project in their minds. One group was asked to write down the specific task while the other group did nothing with it. And after asking both groups to read a few pages out of a novel, they tested each group to see which group retained more of the information. And as you can guess, those who wrote down what they needed to do were able to focus on the task and move on. The conclusion of the study found that the subconscious does not do well with lingering tasks, with to-dos, with emails, with projects hanging over your head, or maybe it's better phrase, hanging in your head. David Allen, who's a productivity specialist, calls these things in life open loops. Calling your grandmother, picking up bananas, writing an email to your professor, definitely not getting bananas to your professor. That would be a mistake. Reviewing the project that you have at work. All of these are open loops because they are tasks that your brain is always working on because it doesn't know when specifically it will work on them. Let me say that again. An open loop is a task that your brain is always working on 
because it doesn't know when it will specifically work on it. This is what leads us to a state of stress. Our brains should think. Our planners and journals should hold what we think. It's a conclusive fact that you need a place to put your to-dos and what your brain needs to work on. There's no combination of sticky notes. I'm about to preach a Zane this morning. There's no combination of sticky notes, your note app on your phone, or your calendar that's going to help you organize everything. It needs to be in one place. So when I transitioned into this new season of life, I also transitioned into a new way of organizing my life. So here are kind of the three tips that I've had to remind myself on that I think have helped me manage the stress levels with a week to week that I do not know what I don't know. All right. So here's number one. Write everything you need to do in one place. Here's how I do this. I carry a planner that I record everything in one place. Now, I separate it into three different categories. My categories for myself that I do it with. These would be writing, projects, and life. I put everything in one of those three containers and I list them out. And then at the beginning of the week, I order them in importance. That was number one, write everything down that you need in one place. Number two, don't open a text message until you can properly handle and respond that text message. Okay. So if you know a certain text is going to take time or a group message takes a lot of time to read, process, and formulate your thought, and you don't have the time when you receive it, wait until a better time to respond to it. If you've got an iPhone and you are hooked up to that information IV that most of us are, there's a really handy feature to be able to preview a text by just holding down on the text and seeing a preview without opening it all the way. Why does Apple not give us the option to make something unread like we could in an inbox? I do not know. Maybe they don't like us. I I, I haven't figured that piece out, but I'm saying you can manage this more than what we think it is. Now, of course, if it's something urgent that needs your response, go for it. But I would argue that things in a text message should not be in that form very often if it's something that's an emergency or important. There's a thing called dialing. There's a thing called tapping on the shoulder. There's a thing called email, okay? So don't open a text message until you can properly handle a text message. All right, number three, use the phrase, let me know, instead of, I will let you know, okay? So in social settings all the time, people will mention doing something with you. People throw out an idea. They'll be like, oh man, you know, we should, you know, yada, yada. And when you're in a season where stress is pushing on you, and someone throws out an idea that's not as equally exciting or maybe it's not the right time. If it's ambiguous and you don't know if it's a yo- no or a yes, instead of locking yourself in by saying, okay, yeah, I'll let you know on that. Place the initiative on the other person's plate. Turn the I'll let you know when I'm free to let me know when you want to get together. 
And what's interesting is, is that if you don't put the initiative on yourself, but on somebody who is initiating it, then you'll sometimes find that the follow-up never happens, which is a show that they didn't mean it as much, or maybe they weren't as passionate as they were in the moment. Don't let people add things to your plate. Let them work through the priority and initiative with it. This is the thing I want you to remember. I want you to remember you are a human being, not a human doing. So don't ask your body to do what was never meant to do. Let your body be. All right, friends, there it was. That was episode number 63 of the On to Something podcast. Really appreciate all the love and feedback. Hey, next week, uh, well, not next week, next episode, uh, we will be having a guest, a friend, uh, come on, fill in, and he will be writing a piece for us. So have your eyes peeled for that. Until next time, friends, may you remember that you are onto something.